Cuddle. Hello, Tech. So, um, uh, just to, I, I sort of wanted to start out by sort of um, disarming any sort of like uh, obligation or anything you feel. I, we were talking a little bit beforehand about like you feeling like you're not sure if you have any, anything to talk about. And one of the ideas behind this is that it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a late night 3 a.m. talk. I mean, it's only 7.30 when we're recording this, but it's sort of like a late night 3 a.m. talk where we just chat and like if deep stuff comes up, it comes up. And if not, that's okay. I have a couple of things, like a couple of uh, like topics that I, I thought I might ask you about if you, if you want to get into them. But um, if it's just like an opportunity for us to catch up, that's totally fine because really the main purpose of this is to like, it's a, it's a way that I want to like provide value to the people in my community and that includes you. So the main mm -hmm. fo focus of this is like you. Um, so how are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. What is all right? Um, I've had this week off, Sounds so nice. I've been able to do more stuff that I want to do. Um, for sure. So in less stress, lots yeah. more. Less and, stress. and, uh, you have the week off from work. What about from being a full-time, uh, pet mom? No, not, not, no, no week off from that. Never a week no. off from that. Yeah, no. How how I, is so? But but despite that, you've still been able to do more of like what you want to do. Yeah. What what does that look like? What kind of stuff have you been doing? Um, well, I finished up the the um shirt cut meme. For sure. For you. Um. I loved that so much. By the way, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Um. I meant to do actual drawing in my sketchbook, but I never did it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, like Tuesday, I was super productive. I did my laundry, and I actually cleaned my room, which is like a big, a big deal thing in general. Totally. And what else did I do? I did something else, and I can't remember. Okay, well that sounds awesome. So like, it's been a nice sort of like relaxation time. Yeah. So. Given that, uh, why is it that you just feel all right? Um, because I still, you know, my my brain's always like full of self doubt and all that good stuff. What kind of what kind of stuff is it telling you? Um, that like I'm not interesting or. I'm not, like, attractive, or, like, I, nobody actually really likes me, hmm. kind and, of thing. And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of take those, like, one at a time. So, like, who, who do you want to interest? Um, I don't think I really have anybody specific in mind. It's just, like in general like you 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 want to feel loved yes that makes sense that makes sense so you said uh i don't feel I, i'm afraid that like i'm not interesting or that i'm not pretty or that uh 
that nobody really likes me. And so do you have any, do you have any impression of like how long you've like, like when, when did you start feeling like nobody liked you? Um, it's always been kind of a fear thing, but hold on, I can actually track it back. Okay. Uh, when was the 8th? About a week ago. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel like, like I really related to anybody. Hmm. And when you don't relate to anybody, you feel like nobody really likes you? Yeah, because I feel like... If I talk about something, nobody's going to be interested, so why talk at all? I see. And how does it feel when you don't talk at all? Um, it just kind of builds up inside of me. Yeah, like it makes it worse, right? Yeah, and usually stuff I talk about, sometimes like, sometimes my family will be okay with it, and sometimes they're just like not interested at all. Yeah. And other than other than family, do you have other people that you feel okay talking to? Well, you. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um my 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 one friend um that I've had since like high school. Mm-hmm. But uh they're in and off of uh social media, so sometimes it's hard to get in contact with them. I see. Okay. And when, so just sort of like one, uh, I don't know, like observation that I want to make is that, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but that the, like with like depression and anxiety and that sort of thing, it has this sort of brilliant, uh, vicious circle that it implements, which is that when we are anxious or depressed, we tend to like the the depression tends to sort of like encourage us to isolate and then that isolation makes things worse and so just sort of a really like basic common thing that i talk to people about is like when you feel anxious or depressed like the best thing that you can do not always but in a lot of cases and i think in your case definitely the best thing that you can do is actually surround yourself with people rather than isolate does that feel like like when you're in those states where like you don't feel interesting or loved does that feel possible to you usually no because hmm. also i find myself that like uh if i am in like in a depressive or a really anxious state mm-hmm. when i talk to people i feel like I might say something that's gonna like deter them away mm-hmm. like or they'll find it like annoying especially since i go up and down a lot i don't know i might possibly have like bipolar mm-hmm. but it goes up and down a lot so like i'll get into like a really depressive state and then i'll be like really good for a while and then I'll get down back to depressive, and I don't want people to be like, oh, she's doing this shit again. Yeah, it sounds like you're really afraid of losing people. Yes. 
Why do you think that is? Um, because I have lost friends in the past. And some some of them I miss. I see. Some of them I'm kind of glad I'm not friends with anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I get that. Um, And do you think that the reason, do, do you think that it was your fault that you lost those friends? Um, sometimes. Usually it's just like a, um, situational thing. Yeah. Like, like a, like a, a mismatch. Go to different school kind of thing. Oh, sure. Just sort of like drifted apart. Yeah. Interesting. And so what is it that makes you think that you... That, that, that your anxiety or depression or whatever is going to make you lose people? Um, because I hate to admit it, but sometimes when when I hear somebody getting like that, mm-hmm. it does. Like, that's the thought process that I get mm-hmm. is, oh, it's this again. I'm like, but I'm like, I feel for them. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't feel like giving too much sympathy because I've done it before but at the same time I'm very sympathetic because I understand yeah I know what you mean that and I get why why you say I feel bad saying it but I totally understand what you mean that like if someone is constantly coming to you with nothing but like doom and gloom and like you don't feel like they're actually like doing anything about it like eventually you're like okay dude like I don't really want to be around this because this is like all there is. Yeah, like there, there's like some people that like sometimes they'll only pop up when they're in a depressive state and they're never around when they're in a good mood. So yeah, it's almost it's like, like oh no, this person's here. <laughs> yeah, like like those those sorts of relationships. Like the way that I see them is that they're very one sided. Like the person sort of doesn't give anything of value and and wants everything they sort of suck they're like a leech right Um, yeah do you do you feel like you give things of value cuddle um i'm not sure how to uh is there a way to rephrase that question (laughs) in relationships do you feel like you provide value um, sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of there. So I'm not saying that in in every instance of, you know, like like moment to moment, do you provide value every moment? I'm saying like in in your relationships in general, do you think that you are someone that only takes or do you feel like you give in relationships? Um... I feel like I usually give. Do you, um, do you feel like you give more than you take? Um, yeah, usually. So, I don't know how much this helps you. Please let let me know. Um, but just from like the discussion that we've been having so far, the f- part part of the fear for you is like about losing people and the reason that that fear sort of exists is because like you're like if i share that i'm like depressed and sad when i'm depressed and sad 
then they'll leave because I personally have the experience that when somebody is, you know, just depressed and sad all the time, it, it, it's not pleasant to be around. But from what you're saying, it sounds like you're actually the opposite of one of those people. Most of the time you are trying to give and like provide value. And then sometimes you feel depressed and sad. And I, I, I just, I feel like, um, I just from sort of a logical standpoint, it, it, it makes sense that if, if we agree that the reason that most of the time we want to sort of disengage from people who are like depressed and sad all the time is because like they are takers and don't really like give anything in the relationship. That's not you. What do you think about that? I guess that sounds about right. Um, I feel like sometimes I am like a taker, like sometimes I, I will be like kind of like fishing for compliments and what have you and yeah. just like security yeah and i think i i think that we all do that you know like like in, in order to be in a relationship there has to be give and take it can't just be give or just be take but yeah. my, my point is is that i think that the reason that like the kind of relationship that you're afraid of happens is because the person just takes and it seems like it is your natural inclination to give and not to take and so i i don't i don't know if this like hits any sort of like um like you might logically understand this but not feel it so it might not have any impact so let me know but it's it because that is your natural inclination it seems like if you start leaning toward the other direction you're not gonna you're not going to run into the situation where you become one of those people who is just taking because again you naturally lean toward the other way of giving yeah what do you think about that um i i guess that sounds about right i i just got distracted my sister's just making noises um <laughs> honey Oh, I forgot about your. We're not going to be able to have a long talk. Your 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 fetch betch duties are going to overwhelm us. She's actually been, honey. <laughs> she's actually been um taking a break from fetch. I've been making her take a break. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. She's uh getting a little more sore and arthritic. Aww. Yeah, I'm talking shit about you. Aww. Get used to it. Your brother can come onto the bed. Let him snuggle. Yeah, she's been taking a break from fetch. So, um, <laughs> is there is there something within this topic that we're talking about now that like that you would like to ask a question about or sort of like delve more into? Um, I have other directions that i that i think we could that we could go but i i just wanted to see if there was anything else that like i think um my my one my one friend the one friend that i have from high school mm -hmm. they are very similar like um similar to you yeah okay um and uh because we're both not super great at interacting mm -hmm. socially and so, um, 
like um during the summertime like especially like like early like 2010s it was kind of hard because i i lost one of my dogs and it was really like traumatic for me so i just like hated summer yeah and so my friend she they always got me gifts and they're like i don't know how to like help help people cope with their feelings i'm like here your gift right yeah you're actually a really amazing gift giver you're really really good at that yeah so i'm like i find myself doing that because i'm like i don't know i don't know how to talk feelings your Mm -hmm. gift yeah totally yeah i think that's actually a really sort of beautiful way to express it you're like i don't know i don't know how to help somebody who's like going through the worst loss of their life right now but like I can I can show that I'm here through like a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you and your friend are very similar in that you don't know how to sort of like spark up conversations and what what I'm hearing from what you just told me is that like one of the ways that you have learned how to do that is through sort of like giving something whether it's like sending somebody a, a piece of art that you really like or like a meme or a gift uh that's that's one of the ways that you've sort of learned to connect is that sort of what you were saying yeah that, that makes Funny, sense you not and i actually i think that that's a great way to connect and i think that uh the more like tools that because i think that one thing that that might happen and again like this is just a, a theory so feel free to like push back against it but one of the things that might happen is that when you are feeling depressed or anxious you don't um i think that like gifts and art and things like that are things that often require sort of like inspiration and like to to be feeling good in order to give and so when you're feeling depressed and anxious like you don't have that inspiration so like you can't think of a piece of art to send somebody or a meme to send somebody to connect does that sound right yeah if i when i get into like the my depressive and anxious states it's even if i do have time to like do art or where have you mm-hmm. i just find myself uninspired to yeah. do it yeah totally because it it saps that that creativity out of you yeah and that's what i think has been like affecting me with work because it just takes all my energy so when i come home i'm like yeah, I don't want to do that. But yeah. I'm writing a note so I don't forget. Um, uh, so one of the things that I would that I'd like to offer, if if you'd like it, is maybe some like like a, a a few a few tools that you might be able to use when you are feeling depressed or anxious that you don't have to feel inspired for in order to reach out would that be okay sure okay so one one option i'm gonna i'm gonna write these down so i can like send this to you after and you can uh you can have it if you want um so one tool uh for like reach tools for reaching out is just simply like stating the facts just being like hey i'm depressed i'm anxious whatever uh and I, I wanted, I wanted to be with people because, because tech tells me that it's bad to be by myself, um, and 
like ju just that is a great sort of icebreaker and most people that i know will actually respond pretty positively to that that being said i do understand that that specific tool may for you specifically trigger anxiety about like oh but i'm being that person is that does that sound right yeah okay so i'm still gonna write it down just in case so then another tool is um that 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 i found really useful for connecting with people it's funny that the conversation is going this way because i'm actually currently listening to an audiobook that is all about sort of like cultivating connections and um getting better at that uh and one of the one of the other tools that you can use is to express like there are lots of different ways to like add value and since you're worried about sort of like being a taker when you're feeling depressed or anxious one of the very simple ways that you can add value even when you're depressed or anxious possibly even more so is just like tell somebody like how you're feeling about them so like for example um if i were feeling like really depressed and anxious i might have a thought about you and be like man cuddle has like always been there for me like through all the like burnout and like thick and thin of like all the like streaming stuff that i went through like cuddle has always stuck by me and never left and so like if i was feeling like anxious or depressed i might reach out and just sort of like express that sentiment to you just be like hey like I'm feeling kind of rotten right now, but I just wanted to say that I'm really glad that you're in my life because you've always been there and I really appreciate that. And so like yeah. in that sense, like you're providing value and you are also, uh, you are also reaching out and sort of surrounding yourself with people. How does that one feel? Oh, honey, that's gonna burp. Um, that one seems good. Yeah. Although I, I I feel like I would be very hesitant at first. How come? Cuz I I don't know. I I get bad, I get really I'm not great at being like sentimental, I suppose. Mushy. Yeah. Okay. Um at least not allowed. And uh when you it, it, is the does the mushy part tie into the fear of losing somebody or is it something different um it might tie in a little bit it might be like one of those things like they're like uh like this person's like too like emotional or something i don't know it's like um trying to think of like the right way to say it like oh maybe like oh this person's like way too attached to me or something like that like just as a sort of blatant example like when you compliment a uh well in my case if i were to like compliment a girl on her like skirt or something she might be afraid that i was like hitting on her yeah yeah that makes sense i yeah i think that that's very common in in society i think that most people feel sort of uh uncomfortable about that and i i actively try to fight against that because i think that uh i think that what ends up happening is that people like you 
who are very special and do have like a lot to give feel worthless because they never hear from anyone that they're special um and so i think that the more that we can reach out and be like hey and uh, like this is i'm getting on my soapbox a little bit but the more that, w- that we can reach out and be like hey like you're really special because of this reason to me um i think that it'll 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 make it, it'll cause a lot of healing in general yeah no. just like uh spreading positivity and hoping that it will sprinkle onto you i actually have like a visceral negative reaction to the word positivity i actually i actually hate that word because like of just the sort of like toxic positivity groups that have developed where they're like sunshine and smiles all the time like i know that spreading positivity can be a good thing but i just every time i hear it i'm just like no i don't i hate it no yeah i get i get that Um, just uh Oh, these people that are trying to be cheerful all the time. Disgusting. Makes well, me geez. sick. Um, so one question I have is like, does the fear of complimenting someone feel different or the same as the fear of coming to someone when you're depressed or anxious and thinking that you're going to lose them? Um, I'm unsure. I don't know why. My, I feel like my brain's just having a hard time, like, um, wrapping my head around the question. Okay. Do you get, like, um, I, I, I think that from, from our conversations in the past, like, you definitely, like, suppress emotions a lot. Um, so I guess what I'm asking is when you let, let, let's like step back, take one step back when you feel, uh, a, a single emotion, can you feel like different flavors of that emotion? So like, um, like there's, there's, there's a, there's a different kind of happy when you like, um, when you like give somebody a hug versus like when you eat a really good meal yeah actually um i came across a of course i did um i a good pin where um yeah it has different like emotions and then it has like a couple subcategories for sure yeah so i guess my my question was does the fear uh do, does the fear that you experience when you are afraid that you're going to lose someone for being, you know, a sort of like to- toxic depressed person and the fear of complimenting someone, does it feel the same? Is it the same sort of flavor of fear? Um sometimes it's not like a consistent thing. Like I think like the fear of losing somebody through compliment is kind of rare. Okay. Um, That's but good. sometimes it is there. I'm glad to hear that, because my yeah. m- my theory is that 
and again, feel free to push back against this. My theory is that those two would normally feel different. So if they often feel the same, like when those emotion, when those those two different types of fear crop up, if they feel the same, my theory is that there's something. There's 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 the 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 actual fear is something deeper down, and these are just sort of like branches on that tree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you think that what do you think that you're really afraid of, Co? Um, that is the the big question, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess sometimes I'm afraid to. Um, maybe get close to people because I'm afraid I'm gonna lose them. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, like the, the and I, we might keep digging. I don't know, but but from from what I'm getting so far, it sounds like the the root that we've the the lowest that we've gone so far is that you're really afraid of losing people. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Um. I guess like um. Maybe when uh, when I went to middle school, I I didn't have contact with like my best friend, and I only saw him like a couple times after that. And his mom didn't really like me, so I kind of like lost that friend. Yeah. And then uh, most of the time, I didn't have my own friends. Okay. And so when you b- before that time, did you? You, did you not experience the fear of losing people before that? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. So it sounds like... It sounds like losing that friend sort of instilled in you this fear that... What, what What's interesting to me is that... The fear always seems to be focused on you as the person who is going to cause the losing. But from what I'm hearing in that situation, it doesn't sound like it had anything to do with you. Yeah. Um, it's hard to, like... Because I'm not sure how many friends I actually technically lost. But it's more friends that I've gone out of touch with. And do you, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the, to this idea that like I, I know I've, I've asked this question already, but like for most of those that wasn't your fault, right? Yeah. So where does the idea that it's your fault come from? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe for some people it's like, I don't know, that maybe I accidentally pushed them away at some point. So I think that I think that what what we're actually doing is like we're we've we've gone deeper down now. Like that we we'd we'd gone as deep as as we had, and now and now I think we're we're sinking a little bit deeper in that. I think that the next sort of like phase of this, the next like uh, dimension of this tree that we're going down is. How long have you felt like things are your fault? 
Uh, I want to say maybe fourth grade. What happened in fourth grade? Oh. Um, I'm trying to remember. I just remember in fourth grade, I was just really, like, depressed. I just remember, um, because I didn't really have a lot of my own friends, and... Like, a majority of, I think, the female class members that I had that hated me. And I was separated from my one friend. Um, we were in different classes, and that bothered me a lot. Have you and... always had sort of, like, single, like, like a, a, a single friend at a time? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say... I didn't really have, like, a lot of friends. Like, like I had friends at school. Like, I had, like, no school friends. But I only have, like, one that I would hang out with after school. Kind of thing. But you did have sort of a group of school friends that you would hang out with? Yeah. Okay. And did that go away in the fourth grade? Um. I think, like... In the beginning of fourth grade, I, I was in a, I was separated from my one friend that I had, um, or maybe that was fifth grade. It might have been fifth grade. No, I think it was fourth. It was it, a younger age. Oh, oh. hold on one second. Okay. There are loud beeps going off, and honey, it's not appreciated. For sure. Or yeah. what were the loud beeps? It sounded like a, like, the fire alarms, but... Is your house on fire? Should we evacuate? <laughs> I think I, I would know if my house is on fire. Okay, good. I don't think it is. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know what it was when I was in fourth... I just remember um. that I did feel, like, super... Alone. Alone. Because, like... A majority of my friends were my sister's friends and I wasn't really sure if they were my friends because I would just end up being there with my sister and them. But it, it sounds like, well, let me just ask, did the, did the one friend that you had in fourth grade that, that you were frustrated that you weren't, or, you know, sad that you weren't with them did they make you feel like um like they were your special person um yeah they um because usually it was just me and him hanging out for sure and um and so then i I've noticed a phenomenon where, like, if, because the, the, like, having a specialist person is something that I'm actually currently working on as well, where, um, I think that, what, what, what I'm, what I'm learning is that what, what are sort of, like, what we're sort of doing when we have like a specialist person in the way that we do is um 
we are sort of like making that person our center. So like instead of like existing within ourselves, we're sort of saying like I exist for like for you, I exist with you in my center instead of instead of exist, existing for me. And so then what happens when that center goes away for whatever reason is that no matter what the circumstance like like when that center is there no matter what the surrounding circumstances look like everything's pretty good because you have your center and that's really like all you need but then when when that center gets removed everything around you starts looking dark and grim and terrible do you relate to that experience at all yes okay cool so this is what i've been learning about for myself is that because I was like when 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 my therapist first brought this idea up to me of like yeah you don't tech you don't actually like need a specialist person like it's actually not good for you to have a specialist person and I was like that concept doesn't even make sense in my brain like why would you not have a specialist person and she was like I mean it's fine to like love someone very deeply and have like you know a wife and like a best friend and or a husband or you know whatever like that's totally fine but um but the way in which you're doing it talking to me the way in which you're and really us the way in which you're doing it is you're making them your center and that's that's the that's the part that's sort of like imprisoning you because then what happens is if that center isn't okay, you're not okay. Whereas if you're your own center, then it really can't be ripped out from you. Like you might have like bad days and stuff, but that phenomenon of like, at, you know, as long as my center is okay, then everything else is okay. You start to experience that freely without the constraint of like okay as long as this person is okay as long as as long as i have this person then everything is good and you don't have to sort of like rely on somebody to dictate those circumstances does that make sense yeah okay and so do you feel like you have a center right now uh probably yeah okay and in in the in j just sort of like thinking over the past little while like in most of the times when you sort of like slip like you said like um you think that you might be like bipolar and most of those times where like you really like go for that roller coaster do you feel like most of those times are related to like something happened with your center um, not all of the time. Um, I'm trying to, maybe like 25% of the time. Okay, that's lower than I thought, so that's, that's good. I, 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 I thought that it might be the majority, but you don't think so? Like, I, like, I wanted to say 50, but I'm like, oh, that feels like too much. <laughs> does it feel like too much out of, like, shame, or does it feel like too much... Because you're like, no, I don't think that that's actually... I don't think that it's actually been 50% of the time. Uh, both. <laughs> okay. All right. I worry that the shame is painting the picture. Do you do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to 
see if I can dispel any shame by saying that I am 100% guilty of this. Like, for me, and I'm, I'm slowly getting better. I'm definitely not, I've definitely not, like, accomplished this task at all. But for me, when, when, like, pretty much 99% of the time, if I was actually upset, it was because something had gone wrong with Birdie. Like, nothing else could really touch me yeah um so i i don't know i don't know if that helps but but please don't feel ashamed because i think that it is like you you are definitely not alone in that experience yeah i feel like it's a like a common thing totally people don't really realize it or something yeah and what i've been learning recently and I'm starting to think that maybe uh, you are dealing with something similar, is that the core of this is really all about existence and, like, the idea that you, for whatever reason, were not allowed to exist yourself you had to exist for other people does that feel accurate yeah yeah and i i think that like we can see it in like the the fact that like um like just as an example like the fact that you are constantly taking care of your pets like you don't you don't get a break from taking care of like your entire family's worth of pets which is like what six animals more um mainly it's the it's the three dogs and then the rodents. The two rodents. That's a lot. <laughs> three, then, do- um, three dogs sounds my... so overwhelming to me. Yeah. And um, especially since Honey is like a toddler that you cannot reason with because she's a dog. She doesn't understand people language. Yeah. So Cuddle, what would it, what would it look like to exist for yourself for a day um i'd probably sleep in okay because floki wakes me up um so i probably wouldn't need a nap because i feel like every day i need a nap because floki wakes you up so early yeah like it it will be like 5 30 sometimes like um I can't, I can't remember when it was. I think it was, like, one of the weeks I went to therapy. I'm like, I've been up since five. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, uh, so cool. So you wouldn't have to take a nap. You, you'd get to sleep in. Then what? Um, I'd either try to draw, read, play a game. Okay. Or just something that i would enjoy doing without getting interrupted for sure because right now life doesn't exist without interruptions yeah Yeah. there's always always something happening like even at night when for the majority of for the most part the dogs are asleep Mm -hmm. like right now they're sleeping Mm -hmm. um there will be a moment where they'll get wound up and they'll start barking or my sister or my mom will bust in for like no particular reason 
And, uh, I just, yeah, it, it always feels like, or somebody will be asking me to do something. That it sounds... just feels like that's, like, a constant. <laughs> yeah, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, like, uh, Monday and Tuesday were great because, especially Tuesday, because Tuesday, uh, Floki went to camp. So I had just Honey and Freya, and they're pretty manageable. And I was actually did a, I was able to get a lot done. Yeah. And it was really nice. Yeah. So, how would you feel about like reaching out to your family and being like, "Hey, could I could we schedule?" like a day off for me where like I don't have to take care of the pets and I don't you know like like I, on a day that you don't have to go to work like a day where I don't go to work I don't take care of the pets and I just like get a day for myself haha <laughs> oh what's that it just sounds cuz like my my therapist also brought this up to me okay and um I feel like it's probably never gonna happen a foregone conclusion yeah because my my mom and my sister feel like since i don't work as much as them i have more free time mm -hmm. and therefore i have time to watch the pets and what have you but it gets tiring yeah have you ever tried saying to them like yes i do have more free time but also like from from what i from what i already know cuddle like it seems like they keep sort of like stacking more responsibility on you without your consent like they don't have there's no discussion they just like will get another pet and be like and assume that you're going to be the one taking care of it yeah that's pretty much how it was with like like that was I had so much anxiety when my mom said she was getting Floki mm -hmm. cause I'm like oh god we're gonna have a we're gonna have a puppy we gotta learn a whole new routine and blah 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 yeah and then Freya like I didn't even know she was coming home I just got a call from my mom saying oh you I, when we call bring out the bring out both the dogs and I'm like why she's like oh for the puppy and I'm like what puppy? They just kind of... My sister kind of did it on a whim. Do you feel that your family considers you? When it's convenient for them. Do you feel like you have a voice in your household? Moderately. Tell me more about that. Um... It's actually, it's very low that I have, like, a say. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, like, oh, somebody, if somebody needs a ride, oh, Cuddle can do it. Oh, like, Cuddle doesn't have work this day. They can do it. Or, and sometimes, like, my sister will volunteer me for shit. Mm -hmm. She'll be like, 
Oh, I can't remember. Um, like, her friend, like, had, there was a moment in time where she, her dog was going to be home alone. She was like, oh, you can call Cuddle and see if she can watch him for a little bit. And I'm like, I really wish you would talk to me before you, and, like, she, she volunteered me to, um, drive my cousin to the airport in the wee hours of the morning one Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, it really sounds like your family does not consider you. No. What's it, what's it like to have your family, like, not consider your thoughts or feelings or anything? I usually just feel ignored or, I guess, just not as important. How's that feel? Terrible. <laughs> So, given that, what what are what are our options? Like, what what can we do about it? I'm unsure. Okay. Because this is like you know something that's been going on for ever. Forever. This has always for been right. the sort of dynamic of the household, right? Yeah. And how, how often have you had conversations about this? Like, how often have you brought this up to your family? I've brought it up to my mom a couple times where, um, like, like, Freya needed training and I'm like, I'm like, my sister needs to, you know, stay with her more dog's often. care yeah because yeah. like on her days off um she'll just be like yo i'm going to the mall bye yeah so your sister gets to have real days off and do what she wants to do but you don't yeah. yes yeah so and it sounds like from what you're telling me that the times that you've brought it up it's been situational like hey you know, in this, in this situation, like this, you know, I, I, I wish that this could happen or whatever. Um, yeah. Have you ever brought it up as sort of like a general concept of like, hey, I don't feel at all considered in this household. I feel like, like, yes, I know I work less than all of you, but I, I don't feel like I ever get a break because even when I'm not working, I'm like full time taking care of all of the animals. I I feel like I maybe brought it up once. Um, what was that like? What happened? I can't recall. Okay. But doesn't because I, I doesn't sound like a whole lot of good came from it. No. Yeah. Um. Because I've talked about this with my therapist as well. Mm -hmm. um, where I kind of have this fear of talking about this kind of stuff with um, my family. Mo more important, like just uh, my mom and my sister specifically. What's the fear? What are you afraid of? Um, that they won't take me seriously. That... So They'll just ignore me and be like, 
no, you're the lower rung in this family, so you don't get a say. Yeah. So, like, let's say that they do say that. Then what? I'd probably get super frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, super and, hurt, uh, too, that, like... Yeah. Yeah. Because, um... I mean, they, they... Something similar, like, I think kind of similar happened in the past, where I got, like, I got super, super depressed before, like, a scan shift at work. So it was, like, the 6 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. shift. Mm -hmm. That sounds like hell. And I was having... Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> um, But, like, I had, like, I was really, really depressed. Like, I was really low. Like, suicidal low. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, because I came out of my room and I was crying. And I'm like, I don't want to go to, and I'm like, I don't want to go to work. And I worked for my sister and she's like, well, you can't, you can't not go to work. You gotta work. For, we got stuff to do. And I was, and I think my mom was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go to work. You gotta kill, and kind of like tough fruit. I'm like, I want to fucking kill myself. And they were just like, yeah, you gotta go to work. So like zero acknowledgement of how you were feeling just like do it yeah so if you were in a friendship like this where they didn't consider you at all and when you talk to them about how they didn't consider you at all they completely ignored you or, you know, denied it, or, you know, didn't actually do anything to change it. What would you do in that friendship? Um, I feel like, um, because I think this, this has happened within, um, my friendship. Okay. Like, um, me, my friend, and my cousin always talked about doing like a dumb podcast involving Heathcliff. Okay. And I went to a fire at my friend's house and they were talking about it and they were saying like, oh, like, like me, me and your friend are just going to do this. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be all of us, but okay. I kind of felt like hurt. Like I felt really hurt in the moment, but I just kind of brushed it off. You just sort of took it. Yeah, so I didn't, like, ruin the, one, ruin the mood of the evening, because it was kind of nice. Um, and, like, didn't cause any, um, ripples into the friendship, I suppose. And so are you still friends with those people today? Yes. Cuddle, are you are you worth standing up for? Sometimes I feel like yes. I feel like a lot of times it's no. Why don't you feel like you're worth standing up for a lot of the time? 
Because, uh, I don't feel super special. I don't feel like I'm contributing much. So I have to take my lumps, I guess. So, um, in order for somebody to be considered, and in order for somebody to, like, be worth standing up for, they need to, they need to, like, um... How do I phrase this? They need to sort of like display outward value. Like they have to like contribute in order to be at all considered. Yeah, that is pretty much how it feels like in my house. Well, that's how it feels like in your house, sure. But like, what what do you think? Um, I think I probably have those same ideas because, you know, it's when pushed on to me because it's a part of like the family dynamic what do you think about the idea that you have inherent value as a human being regardless of what you contribute it kind of sounds like a little like foreign to me okay all right so I'm going to go a little hippy-dippy. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, what color is your hair right now? Uh, majority of it's blonde. Okay, so if... Uh, so, so when your hair was pink, were you still cuddle? Yes. Okay. And uh, before you took care of all of the pets were you still cuddle yes and before you started working were you still cuddle yes okay so it seems like it is not our accomplishments or what we do or what we contribute that defines who we are does that track does that make sense yeah so therefore there must be some thing, some essence, that is us, that is completely bereft of label and achievement and failure and all that sort of thing. Like, if I started calling you Sheila tomorrow, you would still ultimately be Cuddle. You know, like a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, right? Mm-hmm. So that being said, I think that basing your value on what you contribute doesn't make sense because you you are still always you regardless of what you contribute. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So the sort of like core of this idea is that no matter what you do you you are still a person and you still deserve to be considered and deserve to experience life how does that feel if 
it feels like like you know like common sense kind of thing like yeah okay how does it feel emotionally to you um still like yeah it's common sense but trying to bring it up um with my family kind of feels like not possible because i feel like a lot of emphasis is put on what we do contribute okay because i my sister she was out of work for a few months because um of uh illness Mm -hmm. and uh i just remember at one point she was super depressed and crying almost every day because she's like oh i'm not a contributing member to society she's like because i'm like i'm not at work she's like i'm just sitting at home so that actually i feel sort of good about and the only reason the only reason that i say that is because i feel like I, I I don't I don't like painting people to be you know like villains because I I, I think that you know j- just like we were just talking about like everyone has sort of inherent value um, and that actually is the first sort of ray of like I don't know like humanity that I've felt in in your description of your family that it sounds like your family is all also suffering from this same thing that the reason that they push you so hard and like don't consider you to and put push you so hard to contribute to society is because they feel like that is what is that they're they're suffering with the same thing they feel like that's what's necessary in order to in order to be like a good person yeah does that sound right yeah and so what go ahead um for like i was unemployed for a while after Mm -hmm. high school i tried to get like jobs and like i did it's not like i wasn't trying Mm -hmm. but i just kind of felt like a burden yeah and that's not great (laughs) yeah totally um so i'm wondering if there might be room if this were brought up outside of the context of you and i know that that seems sort of counterintuitive given what we're talking about about like you sort of like standing up for yourself and valuing yourself but i wonder if it's not like a tricky way if it's not a way to like trick your family into starting to consider you in that like if you start talking to them about like hey i've recently been learning about this idea of sort of like inherent self-value that like it it really doesn't matter like our achievements or our accomplishments like we are always us and like we always like deserve compassion and love and like that sort of thing um and i i feel like it's something that we all sort of struggle with and so I wanted to sort of share it with y'all and, like, see what y'all thought of it. How do you think that would go? 
Um, they'd probably listen. Um, I don't know how far the conversation would get, but... I mean, I think that listening is a great start, because that's the first time I've heard you say that your family would probably listen. Yeah, because... I feel, I feel like that's, like, a major issue in my house, is sometimes we don't listen or yeah when we do it's when somebody's at their worst right and so it actually seems like right now you're in a a decent place like you know you you got you got the normal the normal trauma stuff going on the normal brain stuff going on but um but it seems like you know like you're you're on vacation like you're in a pretty good place and like things seem to be pretty tranquil and so it seems like it might be a good time to bring it up as just sort of like a general discussion because i think that i i've never i've never sort of like noticed this before in in us talking with each other about about stuff that you're going through but it does seem like um it does seem like your family is strangely going through the same thing that you are and so the more healing i think that like we can do for like the whole household the more you'll see returns in terms of like your family actually considering you like if they feel like if they feel like they can come out of their room crying and say like i don't want to go to work and people are actually gonna like show up for them and like be there for them and say like oh like I'm so sorry that you're that you're having such a hard time right now and like talk with them about it. I think that it it'll be much more likely that they will do that for you. Yeah. Not to say that it's your responsibility to do that, but I think that broaching this conversation may sort of like bring uh may, may sort of result in that. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe not. Now, the, I mean, I don't, I, I thought, I thought about going down a potential path, but I think that, I, I think that this is actually a, I think that this is actually a good start. I think that the, the idea of having a conversation with your family about just sort of inherent value uh might might do something and like i would love to i would love to check back in and and see what wh- you know whether it's on another tentacle tantra or whether it's just like you write me on instagram or whatever um yeah. and just like let me know like how that talk goes and if you see any sort of like changes coming about because of it here's hoping here's hoping how how do you how do you feel about that? Um, scared because usually when I'm around my family, I try to be kind of like positive. Your favorite word, I know. <laughs> um, and uh, I kind of try to be, I guess, like uh the jester jester like the class clown 
Yeah. I try I try to try to be funny and happy. So I just want to point out a a, a pattern that I'm noticing cuz I think it's important is that you're really afraid of like being the taker, you know, like from what we've talked about. And yet everything that you've told me throughout this conversation illustrates that you're actually the giver in your family. And I think that that's actually really common because of course the takers in the family are going to make the giver feel like they're taking too much because the takers want to take everything. Do you know do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so um even if even if you're not able to actually um change any sort of actions i think that one thing that can be really helpful is just starting to notice this so like when you when you are feeling depressed or anxious and you think about reaching out to someone and your brain gives you that thought of like oh but like if i reach out i'll be a taker if i reach out like you know i'll be that anxious depressed person that that is always complaining and always taking and just notice that notice that thought and be like but People that I, I'm, I'm assuming that you trust me. Forgive, forgive me for assuming, but um, people, people that I trust and like, you know, like hold in some esteem have have told me that I actually, I actually give an incredible amount. And like, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything differently. But just like, start noticing that pattern if you can. And like, that's another great way to reach out to me specifically. Like, if you if you notice. If you notice it, if, if you catch it, write me and be like, hey, Tech, I just caught it. And I'll be like, yes, and I'll give you a big high five. How's that sound? So anytime I, I realize that um, I'm being like a, a super giver. Yeah, or, and, and, or not even not even any time that you, that too, I, I think that that would be great. But not even that. You don't even have to do that. But anytime that you're feeling like depressed or anxious and and you're isolating because you're afraid of reaching out because you feel like a taker when you reach out, notice that. Just that. Just notice like, hey, I am feeling like a taker right now. But I know because tech told me so that I'm actually a pretty hefty giver. I give a lot. If you notice that thought, write me. Okay. Okay. How do you how do you feel about where we are right now? Uh, like in the conversation. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any like particular questions or like like comments about things, things that you want to like talk more about? Uh, not that I can really think of. Okay, because I'm feeling I'm feeling like this is a really good like first step and might be a good like you know concluding place if if you feel okay with that. That's fine. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for doing this. I, I, I was actually shocked to see that you signed up for this because I was like, Cuddle 
hates doing public things. So thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Um, and I and like I said, please do like it. I, I'm probably if I haven't heard from you, I'll probably check back in with you just to see like if if you do have this conversation and if you do like please do you know check in with me and let me know how it goes can do okay all right well hearts hearts all right